everybody. Welcome to another episode of Movie Talks and Chill. We are your hosts. I'm Tony Serrato. Hi, I'm Gavin Butts. I'm Patrick Wall. And Mr. Patrick, in this episode, you want to introduce what we're talking about. Today. We are talking about spy <laughs> movies. Ooh. I, for some reason, I get that song, song from Animal House in my head. And it has nothing to do with spies. So, all right, spy movies. Let's yeah. see here. I don't know. He was kind of spying on uh, the girls uh, when they were changing that. Yeah. you know, that one scene. I think they played almost a similar song in uh, Revenge of the Nerds when they were doing the panty yes. raid on them. Yeah, they panty were, raid. <laughs> and they put the cameras in there. Uh, <clears throat> Which now, if you think about it, today's world, oh, they would be like highly frowned upon. Yeah, uh, no, someone would go to jail. That's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's basically it's sexual assault. <laughs> it's breaking and entering with sexual assault. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm talking about like leaving all the cameras in and just watching them. I mean, oh, yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, everyone does. <laughs> yeah, that. that's totally legal. Yeah, I leave cameras in your place all the time. I know. <laughs> that's why I change the living room now. What a ro- what a rubster claw. <laughs> <laughs> Um, since one of the biggest spy movie franchises out there is James Bond, I, we're not going to talk about all 18 of them, I think there are at this point. So, real quick, I just wanted to go over which one is your favorite Bond movie. That's and, cool, because I, I have a guy who could come in and basically give you the synopsis front to back on every single one of them. <laughs> I used to be able to. I used to love, my uncle got me into the Bond movies when I was a kid. And I didn't watch, to be honest with you, I haven't seen all of them. And I haven't seen the last two Daniel Craig ones. I can't even name. It's been so long since I watched whichever one Sean Connery was in when he first started there doing it. There was seven. Of yeah, I know. Yeah. So <laughs> any one of those you want, that's, that's well. The it. first one ever in 1967 was Doctor No. Okay, we'll go with that. Okay, <laughs> I'll go with that one. That's the one where he came up with the famous line Bond, James Bond. Yeah. Okay. So all right, Tony says Doctor No. That was easy. <laughs> that one. Um, I'll have to. I'll probably have to say the last one with Daniel, Daniel Craig. Okay. It wasn't last, Quantum of Solace, was it? No, it's uh, what was his last one? Um, oh, dang it! Hmm? I went. It's actually the only one of his I went to go see. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I liked his Casino Royale movie, even though it was technically a remake. Because uh, there was another Bond actor he played in one movie, and it was in the original Casino Royale. That's okay, it. and that movie right. sucked hard. No time to die. I, I knew it had oh, something okay. about dying. <laughs> in the title. Something about death. It was death in the title. <laughs> I knew it. Um, I'm torn between two. Okay. So one of them is Goldeneye. Okay. I think Pierce Brosnan did a fantastic um, job as playing Bond, and I think that's probably his best one, in my opinion. Although I will say um, Tomorrow Never Dies is just fun. I like that one. Stealth Boat. <laughs> With evil Bill Gates as the enemy? Technically, tomorrow eventually does die because tomorrow becomes today and then today becomes yesterday. So once. Yeah, but there's always a tomorrow. There's always tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, but it does die. Yep, no. <laughs> tomorrow just becomes another tomorrow. Did you not see the Langoliers? Look. Yeah. <laughs> Look. <laughs> yesterday is history and tomorrow is a it's mystery. mystery. <laughs> today is a gift. That's why it is called the present. Can I buy weed from you? <laughs> Where do you get your weed from? <laughs> <laughs> from you, Mr. Chisel. <laughs> um, so one is um, Goldeneye. I think okay. it's a good one. And another one is The License to Kill with Ooh, Timothy Dalton. I do like that one. Yeah. I like Timothy Dalton. He's He was a little bit of a departure from the normal Bonds because they were suave, sophisticated, Baccarat playing, you know, 
gentlemen spies. Um, Martini drinking. Yeah. Shaken, not stirred. Timothy Dalton was a little bit more hands-on. Because in A License to Kill, he's just talking to someone at the bar instead of just trying to deflect with personality and wits and charm. He just slams his head into the bar and says, like, alright, I'm done here. So Timothy Dalton was a little bit more action-oriented, I would say. A little bit more gruff. But I mean, yeah. he could still hang out in the high society areas, <clears throat> but he was... if He didn't wake up and choose violence, but at the slightest inconvenience, the he Walter didn't was... He wake go- up and choose violence. <laughs> See, James Bond is very much like Doctor Who. He's yeah. constantly changing incarnations yep. and what he's like. Um, <clears throat> so, honestly, it's a tie for me. It's either Goldeneye or A License to Kill. Those okay. are two really good Bond movies, in my opinion. They're actually looking at uh, the guy from Kick-Ass and, and Bullet Train to be the next Bond. He kind of fits the oh, really? criteria. That's cool. Because they're looking at someone, you know, in their um, Late. Mid, mid-20s, early 30s that could go carry... The, the franchise name for 10 years. Yeah. So you get at least three movies. So, Which is weird, because I think even in Ian Fleming's books, he was always portrayed as late 30s, early 40s kind of debonair spy. So if they wanted to change it up, what they should do is almost do like prequel, like Young Bond. That was a bad TV show. And I think oh, it would no, be a bad movie. It's not a bad TV show. <laughs> so no, make a, a bad series. movie. <laughs> no, have him like, you know. Like... Also, MI6 doesn't hire children. He had to have been an adult with the, you know, he could have been 18. He could have been started out in the military, gotten hired out by a CIA sponsor. Yeah, you program. still have to wash out in the military. Yeah. You got to get some skills. Yeah. yeah. They can't do that? No. <laughs> Listen, England is better than us. <laughs> They're on par with us. Not in dental care. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> He'd be 003 and a half at that point in the prequels. <laughs> <laughs> 003 and a half. We can't count the six. No. I can only count to four. I can only count to four. I can only count to 20. 21 if I'm naked. 21. <laughs> eh, 20 and a half. All right, then. On to the next thing here. <laughs> so, spies, huh? Yeah. So, with the James Bond out of the way, Tony, what's your favorite spy movie? Mine's uh, mine's way different than most people's. It's Cloak and Dagger. It's a solid movie. Even You've though seen the, Cloak and Dagger? Yeah, the kid is having a schizophrenic episode the entire movie, but... It's still a good movie. Why is he having a schizophrenic? Because he's talking to an invisible imaginary friend. That's his way to cope with life. <laughs> also called a psychotic break at the age of ten. Oh, he was. He was, and the and the character was an idolized version of his father. Mm-hmm. Once again, psychotic break at the age of ten. Ah, you see things your way. <laughs> I see a kid with imagination, and he took down those bad people. I, he did. Yeah. Not saying he failed in his psychotic mission, but he still and he lived. He worked through it all by going on those those missions with with Jack Flash. Mm-hmm. He worked through it because if you remember, Jack got shot, yeah, which actually, was all in his head. Yeah, but he actually died and went away. He was no longer around anymore. That which he could he, easily fix. That meant yeah. he was like, "Hey, I'm done. I don't need an imaginary." Just because I've got he's my father. trapped in this delusion doesn't make it any less of a delusion. It's a good movie. <laughs> I didn't say it was a bad movie. Just saying. It was the first documented case of child schizophrenia. So James Bond living 
<laughs> 70 freaking years yeah, and not, not aging a day. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's 100%. That's not a person stuck in their own head. He's basically what it's going to turn out to be. The last James Bond movie is going to be old James Bond. He's going to be 90. And the whole thing was in his head. Yeah. He was just living He's out. just in a straight jacket in the padded room. He was, he, was, he was a guy who did wash out of the military, failed police academy, always wanted to do something great. Got so, kicked out of private security. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> CIA up, didn't want him. <laughs> ended up being a crossing guard for a school and then got old and died. So the whole series of movies is everything he would have done had he had the capability. You know what? I'm okay with that. <laughs> Spent most of his game, uh, most of his life in Talk <laughs> about delusional. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that is that is one of my favorite uh I mean it is a good movie. Movies. I remember watching that as a kid. Mr. Gavin? Mine's a toss up. Um I like I like funny movies. Okay. Um I mean, definitely the Austin Powers series. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I love the first. I have not seen Goldmember, but I do like the first two. <laughs> Even Goldmember seemed too stupid. Dr. Evil, can I turn his Yoo-Hoo gold? <laughs> about no, you crazy Dutch bastard. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Maza. The Maza and the Faja. <laughs> <laughs> um, but probably recent ones that come out. Um, I, I mean, it doesn't have to be recent. Well, for me, it does. Okay. Um, you know, get smart, of course. Yeah, Mel Brooks, my favorite director. Yeah, so I remember watching the TV show as a yeah. kid. Um, mm-hmm. It was on Nick at Night. Yep, because it was yep. off the air for like twenty years by the time I was alive to watch it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was um, only four years for Tony. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the remake that they did with um, Steve Carell and The Rock it was really funny. I loved it. So, good choice. Yes, Solid choice. You're yeah. welcome. I request the cone of silence. <laughs> <laughs> you know, except for maybe an episode or two, we always bring it back to comics, but technically, Black Widow yeah. is yeah. a spy movie. Yes, it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. It's on our list. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a decent movie, too. It's Scarlet Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Skin tight, white latex. Do you uh, need anything more? No. Although, I will say, the girl that played her sister did kind of steal that show. In a lot of scenes, she did. The sister was like, she was super funny. I, she was funny as she's hell. Even in really Hawkeye good. Yeah, too. yeah. In Hawkeye, Kate like, Bishop. Why do you say my full name? <laughs> I made you macaroni. <laughs> I'm in New York for the first time. See the sights. You're putting hot sauce yeah, yeah. in the macaroni. <laughs> what are you doing? Why do you all have one fork? <laughs> Only one person. That's weird. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you too. Another like kind of going along funny. But it was a, a newer type movie. Was uh, I enjoyed the the Kingsman series? Yes, yes, that, I did. Um, that was going to be on my um, one of my favorites. When I first saw the commercial, I was like, "Yeah, I really wasn't." I thought it was movies. fun. But when I watched it, I'm like, "Okay, this actually it, they made it more fun." Yeah, yeah, I yeah. like the bad guy, Julia Roberts. Not Julia Roberts, um, but in the the bad guy in the second one, I like that one a little bit more. Just okay. because it was a little bit more over the top and crazy. Like, she had robotic dogs, and she had, like, a whole 1950s, like, uh, main street on this tropical island yeah. in the Philippines somewhere. I mean, come on, though, but Samuel L. Jackson, as a villain with a lisp who can't stand the sight of blood, yeah. that is hilarious. That, that was really good, blood. too. But I thought the second one was a, more over the top, and I loved it. <laughs> Did you guys see the prequel, The King's Man? I haven't seen that yet. I, yeah, but I, haven't, okay. I haven't seen that one. It's actually pretty, it's on the Plex server, but it's mm-hmm. actually really good. Um, one of the things that they have to invent for the movie, it's like a parachute. 
So, because they're flying down to, they're trying to land on this giant like Is plateau. Is this World War One? Yeah. Okay. So they trying to. Rem- I couldn't remember which which one it was. It yeah, happened. It was uh, the first one. Uh, the first World War, the uh, the Great War, whatever you want to call it. But they need okay. to land on this plateau, and he's like, "Well, I we have this new invention, so you just open it and glide down." And they're like, "Okay, we could do this." So it's a standard action sequence. He's like, "Hope this works." And he pulls the ripcord, and it opens, and it starts. He's like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" And the next thing you know, when he gets to the plateau. There's a wind shear, and you just see him go right across the street. <laughs> like I did not plan for this. <laughs> so he no, has to no. <laughs> so he has to climb like a hundred feet up the cliff face to get back on. <laughs> It's like, all right, we clearly have kinks to work out. Yeah. <laughs> Just trying to make an omelet, man. Gotta break an egg or two. <laughs> kind, of, um, kind, of, kind of funny side note about that. It was like, I, I, I watching this scene for a podcast, and it's like this chick is like, well, I mean, I can't, I don't understand, like, how, uh, when they, when they, World War One, like, how did they know it was going to be just one of them? Like, <laughs> you know, how they know is there going to be another one after that, or possibly a third one? And it was like, they didn't. It was called the Great War. <laughs> Only the one that happened after it do we say World War One. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's like how stupid you. Got it. <laughs> I mean, I don't get it. Like, why did they just number it number one? How did they know there was going to be more? <laughs> um, <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> uh, so my favorite movie was either going to be The Kingsman, mm-hmm. the first one, or Spies Like Us. Yeah, I've, I've <coughs> Spies Like Us. I love that movie. You want to get some coffee? Yeah, right. <laughs> I love how Chevy Chase walks into the test room. He's got like an eye patch, a broken arm. He's got like 30 different things the way he can cheat. Yeah. <laughs> and he's still asking him. He's like... Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's those two are my favorites, I would okay. have to say. Now, one that I always liked, and it goes back to the 80s as well, is Jumpin' Jack Flash. Oh, yeah. That is on my list right now, and I've never heard Whoopi of this Whoopi Goldberg, man. Whoopi Goldberg. She basically works for a bank. She's doing all the computer work. It's like all these people working on, in the bank, and she's... It's kind of like the first thing of, like, instant messaging or something, like, on mm. the internet. And she basically gets this uh, message out of nowhere from this person. They go by the codename Jumpin' Jack Flash, and he's basically... Stuck. I'm trying to remember what it is. He's got. He's got to get out. He's. It's basically. I can't remember what. What the actual. Like he's stuck somewhere, and he can't get out until he has help from like, like the United Consulate or something. Mm-hmm. And he's basically <clears throat> giving her clues on stuff on how to like go to his apartment. He's got like messages on the back of a frying pan and stuff. He uses songs and things, and she basically is trying to get in to find the person to help get him out. And then it's it's actually not it's a pretty funny movie. Okay. It's uh, a gas. It's a gas. <laughs> so I'm looking through my list and this is an awful spy movie, but uh Agent Cody Banks. Don't you dare come here with that swill. <laughs> <laughs> Gavin just gave you the stink eye. Agent Cody Banks. Oh here eat the spy. Uh okay, yeah. I'm I'm down with that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare come down here. Oh, what about Top Secret? Oh, I completely forgot about Top Secret. <laughs> I don't believe I am familiar. It's it's a spoof movie. Oh, okay. And it's a uh, it's pretty fantastic. Uh, I don't know what to really say about it. There's that one scene where the two guys get in the cow suit 
Remember that? The two guys are in there. It's been so long since I've seen it. They're walking around. They're trying to sneak into this, and it's, they're sneaking on a farm. So they mm-hmm. buy this cow suit. So this guy up in the front, guy in the back, <laughs> he's got udders full. His baby cows start coming up and sucking on the udders. And I get the imp- the uh, innuendo, or the implication is that his junk is in the udder. So you see this guy, he's like, ooh. He's <laughs> <laughs> just getting all <laughs> But it's like, uh, what 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 era do you do you remember what era that's supposed to be? It's something to do with like like Germany and the Nazis and stuff. I think so, yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's it's actually just a funny movie. It's kind of like watching um, like Johnny Dangerously or or it's not like Fire a spy. Hard. Yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. it's a spoor or, or Hot Shots. Oh, okay. It's oh, like I love hot it's shots. like Hot Shots basically, only. It was done way earlier. It's like the, probably the inspiration for Hot Shots. <laughs> How to spoof a movie properly, but it's, yeah. it's pretty funny. Uh, we'll also have a, another good series. I mean, this isn't like a really a spy against a, a nation, but it's kind of the same thing as Men in Black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here come the Men in Black. And bounce with it. Just bounce with it. Just bounce. <laughs> that song's going to be stuck in my head all day. Thank you. <laughs> It's not the one with uh, Pitbull. That's fine. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised you didn't <laughs> say bring up Mission Impossible. We're not done with the episode yet, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just shocked that you Pre- didn't bring premature. that up earlier. Premature. <laughs> premature Mission Impossibleation. Impossibleization? <laughs> what? You heard me. Not, Patrick will now self destruct at five. Four. <laughs> Should he choose not to accept this mission? <clears throat> well, clearly I'm going to accept so I don't die. <laughs> well, accept then. then accept. Well, another. You never brought no, this up in the first ten minutes. Yeah, fuck you. Hey, we're, we're almost to twenty minutes. Still. All right, so I gave you plenty of time, but we'll hold off from your Mission Impossible load that you need to blow. Um, the man with one red shoe, Tom Hanks movie, and that's where we're going. Yeah, we're gonna there. go back. The man with the one, one red shoe. shoe. Hey, as I'm scrolling, just it all of a sudden popped up as soon as I said it. They are listening. They are. <laughs> um, it's not really a spy movie in the traditional sense, but it is somewhat of a secret agent going to another country and convincing one of the locals to um, supply him with money and arms and convince him that he's actually starting a rebellion, but really what the do- the spy is doing is just robbing him blind. Okay. The Tailor of Panama. I don't know if I've seen that one. Yeah, I'm not sure. Really? Know. With Pierce Brosnan? No. It's a really good movie. So Pierce Brosnan plays a spy and he goes back to Panama where it wasn't colonialism, but I think the British had like a foothold down there. I remember his Thomas Crown affair. Yeah, this is exactly around the same time. (laughs) I think they came out back to back. But he goes there and he convinces like the local tailor, like you need to start an uprising. And then he starts convincing him, like we're starting an uprising. Give me this money and I can go do this or give me this and I can go do that. And at the end of the movie, he... The tailor figures it out. Like, you're not doing anything. He's like, yeah, I'm robbing you. He's got two suitcases full of money. He's like, I'm going now. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm generalizing and glossing over a lot. This movie is actually pretty well done. So if okay. you haven't seen it, I highly suggest The Tailor of Panama. Yeah, I have not seen it. It's a really good one. Um, so I have uh, another good one that's... Um, what do you got? Al Pacino and... Um, oh, man. What's his band name? <laughs> um, Colin Farrell. The recruit. Oh yeah, that's a really good one. Yes, yep. that's a like that's a spy within a spy. 
yeah. you know, they go to the to the farm for the CIA and who who ends up being the narc mm-hmm. or the knock. The knock. Not official cover. Mm-hmm. The knock. They based it a whole really bad um television show on USA Network about yeah. that. That's right. Once again, really bad. Don't watch it. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible show. <laughs> Not a bad movie. <laughs> Don't watch it, man. Don't you can always it. talk about G Force. Spy hamsters. Spy hamsters. Or we couldn't. <laughs> or we could do literally anything else. Yeah. <laughs> or anything or, else you want to do besides or that. The movie. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Private. <laughs> um Let's see here. I'm so sure. um along the same lines as the recruit, I think it came out around the same time, but Jack Ryan with Chris Pine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that would I genuinely I I didn't think I was going to enjoy that movie as much as I did. Okay. <clears throat> well, another another series, <clears throat> and people have debated this, and I think it still falls under spy because it is CIA stuff, but Born. the Born series. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, because he was trained to be a super spy, master yeah. assassin. Yeah. I mean, the whole program was, especially when um, you get a little bit deeper look into the, the backstory when mm. we switch over to Hawkeye, what's his name? Jeremy Renner. Yeah, so, by the way, I hope you're feeling better after your accident. Hopefully, speedy recovery. Yes. Um, but his movie was the worst in the bunch, I will say. Yeah. And I like Jeremy Renner as an actor. He's just really, he's fun. He doesn't, he doesn't take himself too seriously. He, every role he takes, he's like, he's basically like, am I going to look cool and have fun? Like, yeah. Right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that movie, it was not his best work. No. No. Um, but I will say Matt Damon surprised, I think, the entire world with that Firstborn movie. Hmm. And then he carried it for two more films. Matt yep. Damon. Matt Damon. Well, what was that one? Again, a lot of people, I still say it's more of a spire. <clears throat> she had spy-like qualities. It's that... Um, Atomic Blonde? No, 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 no. It's um, Gina Davis. Is it Long Kiss Goodnight? Ooh. That's with Samuel and Gina Davis. Because remember, she was a, ma- a regular mom. Yeah, but was she a contract killer? Yeah, that's where I was like a little, because I thought, but I mean, she had to learn it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Usually yeah. it's by the CIA. And right. I remember she was like, she started getting her memory back. So she uh-huh. has the mom and had the daughter or the yep. kid and started slowly getting her memory back of and how to kill. And she tried to sleep with Samuel. Yeah. <laughs> and when well, she I mean, cut her hair it? and dyed it. Yeah. Woo-wee. Went from six to midnight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long kiss goodnight. <laughs> <laughs> I give her a couple long kisses goodnight. Moving on. Yeah. And, uh... Um, a good Netflix spy movie that came out last year, The Gray Man. I haven't seen it yet. It's actually really... It's, yeah, I've heard good things. It's fun to see Chris Evans as the, the bad guy. I, this is the only other... Yeah. Well... Knives out. Yeah, that's the, the, the one I was thinking of. Spoilers for Murder Mystery if you haven't seen it. Chris Evans is the bad guy. He <laughs> did, in the story of Whodunit, he did it. Um... <laughs> But he was also technically a bad guy in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Yes. He was boyfriend yeah. number three. Wasn't technically. He was a bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he was a bad guy, man. Uh, but The Gray Man is actually a really good um, spy thriller in, <clears throat> excuse me, in my opinion. So basically, Ryan Gosling is trained up to be a, a spy assassin um, because he's in life in prison. And then uh, Billy Bob Thornton's like, I can get you out if you just come work for me. And then, lo and behold, he becomes, you know, a master spy assassin. And then he comes into, you know, standard spy protocol. He comes into 
something that's really bad for his boss because his boss has been a real shithead. So he sends after Chris Evans, the non-official CIA torture information gatherer person. Mm. And then it's just those two trying to get at each other. There's this one scene where Ryan Gosling is handcuffed to a bench in the middle of, I think they're in Prague. Like a giant fountain, like one of those European roundabouts where it's like a mile in diameter. But he's just sitting on a bunch and Chris Evans just sends like, get him. He's right there. Three truckloads. Just shoot him in the head. That's all you have to do. They fail. Like, they even cut back to Chris Evans in the control and like, why can no one shoot him? He's right there. (laughs) You can't. Yeah. Well, uh, Ryan Gosling, obviously, he gets his hand on a gun and then he kills about, you know, a battalion of people. Okay. Turns into John Wick. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's not the greatest movie, but I mean, in, in my opinion, it's a really good movie. And it's fun to see Chris Evans swear a lot. I'm just saying. Well, I could tell he, you a movie. He's not on that morality contract with the MCU yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's not Captain America right now. Nope. <laughs> well, one that isn't good is a good old one, Condor Man. Cool. That yeah. sounds awful. It is. It was pretty, <laughs> it was pretty bad. What's it about? It's it was uh, the... about a a comic artist and he's creating this character (coughs) called the condor man and he basically gets somehow wrapped up into this whole espionage thing and he decides he's gonna make a suit of his character so he's got this huge wings of this condor that's actually supposed to be flyable and doesn't work out too well at the beginning and he basically tries to get into this spy world and stop things by using this horrible looking condor suit with big (laughs) wings (laughs) (laughs) Hence Condor Man. Quenzo Coatl? <laughs> yeah. And it's Michael Crawford who plays him, which is, <clears throat> for those of you who don't know Michael Crawford, he was huge on <clears throat> Broadway. He was like one of the, he did uh, Phantom of the Opera for the longest time. Was he the Phantom? He was the Phantom. Oh, okay. He's like, that's one of his, he's been a big Broadway person. So for some reason he said, hey, I guess some people approached him on Broadway and said, do you want to play a Condor in a really bad movie? <laughs> and he said, yeah. <laughs> and that was it. Um, there are two movies, um, that they kind of, I don't know if they, I'm going to let you two decide whether or not they are spy movies. Okay. One of the first one is Red with, uh, Bruce Willis, Meryl Streep, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. I'd say yes. Okay. They're retired. They're retired spies. Right. But they are retired spies. Yeah. But half the movie is an action movie. That's why I wanted to think, eh, maybe. But it's about well, the spy stuff. Yeah. yeah it's exactly. coming back it's, to bite them in the ass. Exactly. Because yeah. they're it's still extremely dangerous. They did. Yeah. Um, and then the other one is Night and Day. Oh, I thought you were going to say Red 2. No. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if canonically Red 1 is a spy movie, then Grandfather's in Red 2. No, but Night and Day. Because Tom Cruise in that uh, movie is a spy. Yeah. I would say yes. I'll go with that. Yeah. Okay. So my next two movies are Night and Day and Red. Okay. And subsequently Red (laughs) 2. This one seems weird. Why this is in the list? It's, I don't remember this being like Like a spy movie. Like half these movies aren't spy movies. Armed and dangerous. Great movie. John Gandy, Eugene Levy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't say that's a spy movie. I don't really remember anything in there now. It's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah. I I know there was a lot of like, uh, bad shit going on within the union like secret stuff but i don't know if it tied into actual spy stuff mm. i tried <laughs> watching this movie and i will say this is a good sci-fi spy movie but tenant you seen that okay yeah yeah um i got about halfway through before i was like you yeah, know i need what i'm lost i need to go back a little <laughs> bit and then i realized well you know what it's 10 30 at night we have to work tomorrow let's just pick this up again yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
Never did that yet. It's been like six months. We'll just start back up later. Yeah. Like, I'm... Let's admit it to myself. I'm going to have to watch from the beginning anyway, so... <laughs> Um, but Tenant, um, that seems like a really good spy movie. I'll let you know if I ever get to the end. Well, there's um, a movie from 2019 called The Spy. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I would say that would fall under the category. I don't think I've seen it, but... Yeah. Um, there's one that's a funny one with, uh, it was, um, Netflix deal, 2016, um, Kevin James. It's <laughs> The Memoirs of an International Assassin. Oh mm. yeah, I yeah. remember that movie. I got about halfway through before I was like, I'd rather go watch Mall Cop. This is dumb <laughs> as hell. It's funny, like on the cheesy side. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's funny like that he comes. I, I just like Rob Riggle and the other guy because they're reading his book and they're like trying to figure out if he's really the assassin or not because <laughs> he writes this book about. It, that's why everyone thinks he's like the El Tornado or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because he's actually speaking with an old CIA person. Exactly. So he's taking like all of his stories and stuff yeah. and writing them down and he releases this book. <laughs> and then he goes and like you didn't change anything. He's like really good stories. Why like, would I? Yeah, he was like well, I didn't put your name down. He says, "Yes, you did." <laughs> this is really bad. <laughs> So yeah, then he gets kidnapped, and uh, this dude of a third world country wants him to kill the president so that he can take over as general. <laughs> and so, like the two guys that are in the CIA that are basically making sure that the president stays in power, so they can still, you know, have U.S. influence over mm-hmm. the country. Or what he's actually a U.S. citizen. Okay, yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. But um, yeah, they're like they're following him around and trying to be like. This guy is the, there. There's no way. Look, he's just an author, man. He's no. And the other guy's reading his book. And he's like, I don't know. It says right here about how he did this and this, and like he just did it. <laughs> he like unarms three people or something. <laughs> um, real quick, apparently there's a movie called The Secret Society of Secondborn Royals. Apparently, it's a Disney Channel original movie. And reading the description, this is basically the Kingsman with children. Okay. Not a big decom fan. I mean, obviously, from my nostalgia point of view, the ones that are in the late 90s or the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm going to watch that. Okay. Not going to lie. All right. Cool. Uh, so stay tuned the... for Patrick's review of his uh, a decom. Let us know how delightful it is. <clears throat> if it's delightful. If it's delightful. We don't know yet. So there's, a, there's also a pretty funny one uh, called just Spy. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy and uh, yeah, Jason Statham, yeah, Jim yeah. Law. So she starts out as like his guy in the chair, <laughs> basically, like for Spider-Man. <laughs> She's like in his ear all the time, you know, all right, well, we're going to send an airstrike to your location to help you escape. <laughs> so he ends up going missing and she, uh, or like all the the identity of all the spies gets um, gets known. So she's had training before, so they put her in the field. <laughs> and they always give her like these stupid aliases. Like she had, she sold Mary Kay products, and then um, she collected dolls. She's like, why don't I just be end up being married to one of the dolls? So it's more sad. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy, she gets into some odd roles. Yeah. Now, I know, I know it's for comedy, but like she just did one. I, I saw, came across it. I think on Netflix, it's called Thunder Force. Yeah. That like it's not... supposed to be a superhero movie. Yeah, it's, it's not yeah. good. No, no, it's not. It's it's got some funny parts to it. It does, but it's like, uh, yeah, it's not. It's not good. You, what do you think the worst spy movie is? Oh. Like critically rated bad. 
And Cody, Agent Cody Banks would score higher than this movie. Condor Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I've heard you right, name it. This movie is sitting at a Rotten Tomato score of five. Okay. Stars Uma Thurman and Ralph Flens. And Sean Connery for a little bit. So it should be good. You would think. Yeah. So Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 5%. Okay. okay. IMDb gave it 3.8. Okay. Once okay. again, those are both Metacritics, so that's a lot of averaging going on. Yep. Okay. But I mean... I I remember when this movie came out and everybody hated it. I've never seen it. I and it actually shares a name with a really good movie that came out about ten years later. It's called The Avengers. Oh, that's right. I forgot about the old Avengers. Yeah, this movie sucked. Well, actually, so that was a remake. I believe. I think it was an old TV show that they put in. It was an old TV show, but there was an older movie, I believe, called The Avengers. I think mm-hmm. they made one, but yes. I I remember yeah. how bad that movie was. Uh, look, see what IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes says about Condor Man. Okay. <laughs> hey, you got Does sp- not compute. Never yeah. heard of it. <laughs> it probably won't. It's like, what? <laughs> Spy Kids. Speaking of kids that are spies. So. I like the first one. I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to lie. I was going to say you're not going to watch. If you liked it so much. Yeah, watch Agent Cody. Three Days of the Condor? No. No, just Condor, man. It's just like it doesn't even compute to them. That's awesome. <laughs> it doesn't even compute to them. <laughs> it is a movie. And it did better than The Avengers. Really? IMDb gave it 5.6. Rotten Tomatoes, it's sitting at 31%. And Metacritic is putting it at 46%. Wow. Condor Man from 1981. Yeah, it's probably because of Michael Crawford. (laughs) They probably don't want to piss off Broadway. That's the only person that they they scored in there. (laughs) They carried the whole movie. (laughs) Like, holy God. Um, So have you guys seen Zero Dark Thirty? Yes. No. Oh, you need to watch that, dude. Why? So it's basically... It's all sudden afraid. Why? Yeah, why? (laughs) The last time someone gave me a glowing recommendation, it was about teeth. Hey, I've given you other glowing recommendations that were that very good. That was also two years ago. <laughs> yeah. A year and a half ago. <laughs> I said almost. Yeah. Round it up. Dude, that's like saying it was almost five years ago. Yeah, sure. In three years from now. No. If 1.6, <laughs> you round up to two. Yeah, but we're at 1.5. No. Then that's not a year and a half, is it? Yes, it is. Oh, no, it's oh, not. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> Thank God you don't do finance. <laughs> What's really weird is I'm not hung over today, so my brain should actually be working. But anyway. I'm going to go chug a beer. Yeah, do it. Do <laughs> it, please. Zero Dark Thirty is about the the spy missions that discovered Bin Laden's location. Oh, okay. So that SEAL Team 6 go in and do their thing. Gotcha. So okay. it's basically the story of the girl behind all of the interrogations, putting everything together, and then eventually launching, giving them the okay to launch the mission to go get him. Mm-hmm. That's cool. See, that's why you should watch it. Exactly. Yeah. All right. I will. I didn't think of this at first, but Snowden. Yeah. 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 Snowden. At first, I didn't think about that, but I was like, all right. Yeah. I do. Oh, they got Munich in here. What about Salt? Salt? That one, um, I don't I, know. If I, I've I would salt. probably say Angelina yes. Jolie. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen it. She was a, a Russian sleeper agent. Yeah. But she falls in love. Uh, so when <laughs> the, the Russians, like, say, activate her. Mm hmm. Um, she's like, no, I'm not doing that. So she takes down the entire like Russian operation in the U.S. 
Nice. Yeah, but um, before she's activated, she's a mid to high level CIA operative. Okay. So when they activate her, she's like a badass. But the the film doesn't really focus on her spy stuff. It's more about I'm a trained killer from Russia. I'm going to kill you and all that you know. This is how, how I murder people. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I drink vodka, I take empty vodka bottle, and I hit overhead. <laughs> so she winds up just dismantling the, the Russia's U.S. operation. And there's one other person in the movie. The shocker, he's also a Russian sleeper agent that you just didn't know about. And then she's like, oh my god, I thought, you know, when did you go through the training? Like, the year before you. It's been so hard these past ten years not to say, I know who you are. <laughs> I know who you are. And then she kills him with a necktie. Right? Ooh! And I know what you did last summer. <laughs> no, you don't. No, to, you don't. I want to play a game. Yeah, you were here with us <laughs> last summer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we played the game. Yeah. Yeah. There was cake too. Yeah, there was cake. <laughs> Let them eat cake. Let them eat cake. <laughs> so, even though it's on my list, I'm actually going to give that the no vote about it being a spy movie. You know what? Fine. What about you guys? Well, you haven't seen it. No, I haven't seen it. Kevin, what are you saying? I yeah, your name. I haven't seen it. Oh, Tell yeah. us what you think. Oh, okay, fine. Since the only. Oh, wow. I forget this is how you guys feel all the time. Mm, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. This is like a really good feeling. Stings the nostrils, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's quite pungent. Well, that I'm smells not... like pure gasoline. I'm not gonna <laughs> it. it smells like Bigfoot. <laughs> okay, so since we haven't talked about it, um, the Mission Impossible movies. Oh, oh he's ready to blow that load now. <laughs> Been slowly so, stroking up until I, this point. I stopped Once watching again, after the first one. There yeah. are nine of Oh, really? So you guys haven't... I've seen them all. To me, it is the Fast and the Furious of the Spy World. Yep. I think I've seen the second one, the first and the second one, but... <laughs> one of those two movies just got insulted hard. Exactly. <laughs> and yes. the, the question is, which one? <laughs> <laughs> that would be the, the Mission Impossible one that insulted. <laughs> really? Because I liked Ghost Protocol. I thought it was pretty fun. Okay. Or the the last one where they had Henry Cavill in there. And he did that... Um, that yeah, he did that... Arm Yeah. Okay. But we can talk about it. I mean, well, apparently I can talk about him. We'll talk. I did. I did see that that part because everyone you know talks about that part because Henry yeah. Cavill's got so you know big yeah. since then. And uh, he was like, he was like, I didn't even know I did it. Yeah. He's like, I got so nervous and like I was like ready to roll up my sleeves. I was like, well, well, no, that looks that looks stupid. So I'll just stretch out my arms really fast yeah. and get my sleeves to move up a little bit. And then I go out, and then I go in. And he's like, so I did it in one take, and the next take I didn't do it. And then he's just, the director comes back to me and goes, why didn't you do the thing? <laughs> do the thing. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of looks dumb, but also badass at the same time. Exactly, because he's freaking so jacked. <laughs> yeah, he's also he's 6'5 and rippling steel. <laughs> he is the man of steel. And he had a glorious Former. mustache Former, yeah. in that movie. That he did. Yeah, it was amazing. Okay, so you two have only seen the first one. Well, I've seen the first and second one, but that was the it. second one is garbage. Uh, though I, know, I will so admit. I stopped watching them. <laughs> as soon as it became garbage, I said, "You know what? I'm over." It gets better. <laughs> it gets better though. Yeah. <laughs> Come on! But they said, you know, Fast and the Furious eight laugh filled or three years later. <laughs> you name me one woman who's ever trusted a man that said that to her. <laughs> I promise it gets better. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Just, <laughs> let's just keep going. Let's just keep going. <laughs> Let me ask my girlfriend. <laughs> 
Hey, 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 oh wait, there's no one back there. Yeah. <laughs> I am alone. <laughs> yeah. Even the cats are like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, just shut the door. <laughs> she's like, no thanks, I don't need the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> it's just disappointing. To be fair, I did open the door and she's sitting right on the bed, just looking at me, like, nope, <laughs> nope. <laughs> now I gotta do it. <clears throat> so then, quickly surmise Mission Impossible: Good Spy movies. You should watch them. Okay, especially the first one because there was actually more aligned with the television show where they were doing the mask and the voices and they mm. had like the gadget the James Bond gadgets. So that one is more spy like than the rest of them, I will admit. Okay. But the one with Maggie Q, I can't remember that one, but the name of that one. I think it's Mission Impossible Four. That they kinda go back to their roots on that one because the opening scene is where they kidnap um oh, the fat guy who died from Boogie Nights. Uh what's his name? Philip Seymour Hoffman. Thank you. You're welcome. They they kidnap <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman, and they they scan his face to make a mask. He and they, was husky, <laughs> and then they he just like, wore very tight clothes. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, a man that size in Boogie Nights should not be wearing schmediums. No, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it they're good spy movies sometimes. Sometimes, and the other times they're just Tom Cruise action movies. Okay, so I say they're good. Oh, man. That's fine. We all have opinions on things. Exactly. So let me ask you this. Just kind of switch gears a little bit. I haven't seen it since the second one. What do you consider a full-on spy movie like? And when I ask that question, I'm not just talking about is there cloak and dagger-ish type stuff going on? Does it have to be international? Can it be national? Is it about items that are... Because basically, whenever you have stuff, it's like items being sold underground that yeah. have been stolen. Yeah. That kind of falls into the category because there are CIA stuff and people involved. So, what do you consider to be a full-on spy movie, or is it mixed? Um, <laughs> so I think there were two things that would make it a spy movie. Well, one or three things. One, the characters said, "I'm a spy," or like, "I work for the CIA," or "I work for the, you know, deep, um, off the books version of FBI, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it." But one, there should be. An event that they're trying to stop. Like, okay. a big one. Yeah. Um, like, somebody's trying to take over the world, or somebody is trying to kill everyone and take over the world. But then they would be the only... The bad plots in the 80s. What if they were trying to develop a weapon of mass destruction? Yeah. Basically, there has to be you, an over... Are talking about the losers? No. <laughs> that could be, though. I mean... <laughs> so, like, the reason why I asked that is... Because... Technically, if you want to get very technical, um, not the uh, Inferno, the third movie in the series oh, of yeah, yeah, Da Vinci yeah. Code. Yeah, we've only seen the first one. Basically, it's it would be like if somebody actually, like whoever watched that, probably went to China and started with the COVID pandemic. <laughs> like that's basically the same idea of what happened is they were trying to create population control, and they went <clears throat> by religious. You Dante's Inferno as like the the main theory of it like mm. once you get to a certain point you've got to lower the population you know because things get mm. crazy and you lose like resources so yep. basically someone creates this super virus that they're gonna unleash to the world airborne and it's gonna be airborne and it's gonna slowly kill off well it's not gonna kill you instantly it's basically gonna be able to be transmitted from person to person and become this virus that will take over your body kill you you can transmit it and go from there and then basically it was supposed to wipe out like X amount of the population cool so it's basically COVID-19 it was the three yeah. stories to that but because I told a couple friends of mine but the reason why that's why I asked that because like the Rocketeer 
Yeah. Yeah, that was on my list too. I wouldn't call that a spy movie. But it was someone who developed something secretive hmm. and it was supposed to be tested and it was stolen by another person who wanted to use it for robbery. They were going to build or mass produce more of them. And... But um, I would also say, like, they're working towards stopping a very bad thing from happening. Mm-hmm. But a, a spy acts in a certain way. So I would say to make it a spy movie, they should be more or less acting that they're gathering information. They're talking to people. It's not all just running and gunning. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, spies are trained to use firearms. So there will be a couple of scenes like that. But... The, the, the spy in a spy movie should be suave or debonair or charming so he's not always just putting you know shooting kneecaps to get whatever he wants he's just talking to people gathering information trying to figure out the the bigger picture okay so by that rationale wouldn't the rock kind of fall under that even though they're not really how so a spy but you've got the main bad guy I mean it's name? a covert operation but it, I wouldn't say that's spy okay because I would say a spy would probably most likely a lot of times be one guy or rather one person or a small team. Mm-hmm. Like you got five people. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was, yes, they're not gathering information. They were just going to stop a terrorist situation, which it would be a military action, I would say. No, no, I was thinking more on the other end of it, though. Those guys gathered all the information about how the military people got fucked over. Yeah, true. And then utilized that to create a massive destructive force. True. Granted, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I wouldn't personally consider it a spy movie myself either, but well, I just wanted to kind of stretch your brains out a little <laughs> bit on that. Here's here's one that I've, say, I've seen recently. Um, American Assassin. Okay. Okay. Have you guys seen that? I've mm-hmm. seen the first half. So, the, the very beginning of it is this guy who goes on vacation with his... Well, he proposes to this girl on his vacation, and like this terrorist group comes up to the whatever island beach or whatever yeah and ends up you know shooting a bunch of people in a big terrorist act and she ends up dying and he gets shot so he spends the next i don't know a couple months year whatever training in like kramaga uh mma fighting Mm -hmm. knife throwing like close hand combat and trying to infiltrate like this jihadist group to Mm -hmm. meet the guy that was responsible for it so he could kill him and then Michael Keaton intercepts him. He's like, what were you going to do? Walk in there and stab him? Mm, pretty much. I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, well, I can train you to do better. Yeah, he's like, I can train you to get in there, kill him, and then leave. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's what he does. Yeah. <coughs> um, a movie we haven't talked about um, yet, real quick, uh, is Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's just a really funny movie. And I would technically... I don't know if it's a spy movie per se, but Val Kilmer is a spy training Robert Downey Jr. And they do get mixed up in some spy-level antics, but for the most part it's just a funny comedy. Okay. So, I'm going to give it 50% spy, 50% comedy. I give you half spy. Yeah. I give you half spy. Half spy. You know what you find if you looked up the definition of an idiot in the dictionary? Picture of me? No! Definition of idiot! Idiot! But well, we do have we do have some time left here, so let me let me ask you this. Answer. Answer me now. <laughs> um, so we've done this a couple times before where I've thrown a random question out. What would be a, a spot ply or a plot for a spy movie? A Spanish fly movie, no. <laughs> a plot for a spy movie that you would like to see done. 
<sighs> or done better, or one that you've seen <coughs> that could be done better, in your opinion. Huh. Hmm. Do you have anything in mind, Mr. Tony? I got a couple things. <laughs> got a couple things on the bar. He loads up Twitter. He's <laughs> Spy. Why are you no, your I, ideas no, on I had a notification on there. I hate seeing the fucking red yeah. dots. I gotta get rid of them. A spy takes down an international criminal organization known as Twitter. Twitter. And he has to shoot the new owner in the face, Elon Musk. Titter, twatter. I don't yeah. know what it is. I just like to play with it. <laughs> it's all fun. It's all fun. Um, um, I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank here on yeah, this one. Yeah. Well, because you said, scenario. what would you like to see them do? Or you also said, or do better. Yeah, like, so this way it's not, you don't have to come up with an entire Because I'm pretty plot. sure, yeah. Because all those good spy movies have been done. Try and take over the world, or try and be to kill everyone because fuck the world. Or right. just try and grow a new land of mass off the coast of the uh, U.S. so I could have all the real estate. Okay, Wait, that's Lex from Luther. Superman. I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> Lex yeah. Luthor over here. Superman. That is from Superman Returns. <laughs> Okay, well, let me ask you this, and who would you like to see that you haven't seen play a spy? Me. Okay. <laughs> that, that'll work. All right. Patrick the Spy. There's a movie. A, my SAG name will not be Patrick. What will your SAG name be? Johnny Thunderhorse. Johnny Thunderhorse? <laughs> yep. Are you going into Hollywood or, like, the <laughs> porn industry? <laughs> if it was going the porn industry, it would not be Horse. Thunderhorse. <laughs> I don't know. It might. Yeah. Doesn't always go with with the equipment. <laughs> Johnny Thunderhorse guy. <laughs> Wait, that's from that movie Extract with Ben Affleck and Oh um, God, Jason Bateman. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've only seen it once because it was really bad. But what was it? Ben Affleck tries to um, puts Jason Bateman in contact with this guy, so he could sleep with his wife, so he would get a freebie to go sleep with Mila Kunis, who works at his. Vanilla extract factory, yeah. but um, Ben Affleck refreshed him. Was like, up oh, there he goes, Johnny Horsecock, because <laughs> apparently the guy is just hung, and that's what he does. He just sleeps with uh, married women all the time. Nice, good for him. Yeah, good the for movie him. is really bad though. Please don't yes, watch it. It is terrible. <laughs> I've seen it. So. Yeah, we, unfortunately, I think we all have it at this table. <laughs> yes, we have. You don't have any actor in mind that you would like to see play a spy? An actual not... an actor. Yeah, an actual actor. Uh... Johnny. I don't know why, but the, the first person that popped into my head was Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. I could see him doing that. Especially with the opening scene from um, Inception where he's at the, um, yeah. the dinner party. Yeah, so I could see him being um debonair spy. Got anybody in mind? Um, no, I, can't, I mean, like, even, like, female leads, like, you know course scarlett johansson and then jennifer lawrence and red sparrow she was awesome in that you wouldn't want to see Charlize theron as a spy mm, uh eh, eh. not really uh, also she was she was a born type movie um not too long yeah. ago yeah so i wouldn't mind seeing mark Wahlberg. i could see him playing he was already one which one what are we talking about? it's uh 22 mile mile 22 don't know that movie. I didn't see yeah, it, though. Yeah, Mile 22. All right, so, so then they already they took my advice. <laughs> Way to go, guys. <laughs> um, but also, okay. I can't see him being, like, the gentleman spy, like, sitting down at, like, a poker table trying to talk to him. Like, I could see So, that. again, this th- he plays, like, a different role in this. He kind of is almost a kid with, like, autism. Mm. Or, like, that's kind of how he gets portrayed. So he's got this rubber band on him that, that you know, he snaps. To, but he can think through things ahead of time like more uh, 
you know, ahead of normal people. Okay. Like he's got, it's more like Asperger's where he is like hyper-focused on certain things. So he's a CIA operative. Oh, okay. So he's not like, mm. he's not exactly the guy in the room making the plans. He's like out in the field, but he can like deduct like reasoning things of why people and things aren't moving the way that they're supposed mm. to. Like that's why they have him out there. He like observes behaviors of, of people like to a T. Okay. Well, you know what I didn't see in the list, and it just popped into my head, and I'm pretty sure it was a spy movie or spy like the tuxedo. Yes. Oh God. Yes. Not saying Jackie it was Chan's a great worst movie. movie. <laughs> Not saying it was a great movie. I mean, come on, Jennifer Love Hewitt helped out a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, she has a couple of assets that everyone wouldn't mind. Everyone says that she was a terrible actor. I don't think that she was terrible. I don't think she was good, but I don't, I don't think, think I was paying attention to her. Acting. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know who could play a debonair, suave spy? Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. You what? say that, but actually, now that I think about it, I think he could do it. I think he could. Let me just take these plans to the Death Star. You don't need them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the one in Rogue One that steals everything. <laughs> say, man, you got the microfilm. Yeah. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, this is a genius idea, and Hollywood needs to call us. Yes. Easy on the tux, man. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Little copyright year of our Lord, 2023, January 15th. This is our idea. <laughs> Screw you, Hollywood. That's what I love about these covert operatives. I get older, they stay the same. <laughs> Awesome. It would just be like Dazed and Confused spy yeah. version. Exactly. exactly. Just take all his lines from Dazed and Confused and, just throw them and put them in a spy movie. That's awesome. And in the very end, the best part, he's like, he decides he's going to quit after he solves the whole fucking thing. And they're like, what are you going to do right now? I'm just going to keep living, man. L I V I N. And walk away. Black screen, the end. He's like, no, he's like, Actually, I'm going to go get these Van Halen tickets. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right, then. It's Matthew McConaughey, Leonardo DiCaprio, and whoever Gavin said. I didn't say anybody. Yeah, I know. I'm reminding you that you need to come up with one. I don't know. Mark Hamill. Ooh. Now Mark Hamill or 1978 Mark Hamill? Oh, now Mark Hamill. Hell yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, 1978 Mark Hamill would not be good. He was yeah. a child back then. Exactly. He was very whiny back then. Yeah, he was. <laughs> a bitch. <laughs> Sorry, Luke. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of... Uh... Oh, Billy D. Williams could be a good spy. Yeah. He's fucking debonair as shit. Yeah, that's true. So the man could put you in a trance with the way he talks. Oh, damn it, it's so... Right. Uh, that Morgan Freeman. They don't have to shoot. Just talk to him. He yeah. just Elba. Ooh. And they were actually was thinking about him. Yeah, yeah he was think, in line for the But they, they passed him over because he was too old. Really? He's like in his mid 40s. That's what Bond's supposed to be. Yeah, but you can't carry that 10 years and keep. He just Elba could. I, that's what I'm saying. He like, <laughs> just Elba could do that. I don't care what you guys say. <laughs> right? He, he was in um, that Hobbs and Shaw movie. Yeah. I didn't watch it. Uh, the Dark Tower. Yeah, and but he looks the same as he did in the Office when he was there for half a right? season. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he couldn't. 
He couldn't keep a straight face in any of the scenes. Except for one. He's like, yes, I'm aware of the, fe- of the effect I have on women. And that is it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we do have a few minutes left. So before we end this, any final thoughts on the the spy world? Uh, just the fact that I haven't seen a good spy movie in a while. And you know what? I have a, a long weekend this weekend. So I'm thinking I'll watch a spy movie or two. Or Sexual you Intelligence. Yeah, I did see that movie, and when I did my homework last year, and it's all right. Yeah, and it's not. Yeah, not gonna change the world or anything, but it was funny. Yeah, kept me entertained for ninety minutes. Well, if you do have some free time, you try to get a hold of Matthew and see if he can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll find a script. Call him up. Um, I think Mile Twenty Two is actually on Netflix. Yes, it is. Well, I can watch The Gray Man again too. The Gray Man. The Gray Man. All right. Well. That is about all the time we have for spies and spies like us. <laughs> there is no spy like us. Nope, not at all. Doctor? Yeah, doctor, doctor. <laughs> but we do appreciate you guys joining us talking spies. Until next week for Movie Talks and Chill, we're your hosts. I'm Tony Serrato. I'm Gavin Buss. I'm Patrick Wall. All right, guys, take care. Don't forget, guys, you can visit us at our website, movietalksandchill.com. Email us at talktous at movietalksandchill.com or find us on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Movie Talks and Chill. You can listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, coming soon to Apple Podcasts, CastBox, and Overcast. New episodes available every Wednesday. Talk to you then. Theme music for our podcast was composed, arranged, and performed by Paul The Rock. <laughs>